Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things, you know, inquiries, contracts, payments? It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. Have you ever had that sinking feeling when your client's name pops up in your inbox or your text messages or your Slack channel, and you just know it's about to be a tough conversation? Yep, I've been there. And that is exactly why today we're chatting about how to let go of a client and more importantly, how to know when it's time. Have you ever felt like society isn't built for moms? Maybe you're a mama with a tiny voice in your head telling you there must be another way to balance it all. You know, working, momming, all the things. Yep, I had it too. And it likely means you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Amanda Rush, a Southern mama with big city sensibilities. I'm the girl that took a daydream and built a profitable virtual assistant business all in the middle of a global pandemic. Now, I work from home alongside some of the biggest bloggers and influencers while running a six-figure agency. Come along as we dive into business, marketing, strategy, and real life as a female entrepreneur. I'm all about simple, easy, actionable steps that get real results. This podcast is for the millennial mom that is ready to kick imposter syndrome and start making money on her own terms. Get ready as we dig in, do the work, and redefine what it means to be a working mom. This is the Millennial Mom Movement. Okay, so we spend a lot of time talking about how to get clients and what to do once you have them and systemizing the process and how to create this beautiful client experience. But one thing that people don't tell you about is sometimes, and hopefully not often, you will have a situation where you have to let go of a client. Now, I preface this by saying we at the Virtual Assistant Studio have amazing clients. We have worked with some of our clients for three plus years, and I just literally cannot tell you how grateful I am for them, for their businesses and the opportunity to be able to support them and to walk alongside them. And it's been the best. However, 
along the course of the past three years since we started the virtual assistant studio back in 2020, there have been a handful of clients that we've had to let go. And some we have been able to weed out in the very early processes before we really dive in. But there are instances where we get started with the client and then three, four, five months down the road, we're like, you know what? This just isn't working out. And I'm here to tell you that that's okay. You know that saying like, oh, you're not Nutella. Everybody can't like you basically. Well, I'm here to tell you that like you're not Nutella and everybody's not going to like you and you're not going to like everybody and that's okay. So in today's episode, I want to break down exactly how to know when it's time to let go of a client because you don't want to just ditch a client at the first sign of a mistake or if you have an issue or if they provide feedback because that is totally normal if you have a service-based business. However, there are some red flags that'll tell you, you know what, maybe this isn't a good fit. And that's what we want to dive into today. So the first one is going to be, does the client drain your energy? Like if that client's name pops up in your inbox, in your Slack channel, in your text messages, whatever form of communication you're using, Voxer maybe, every time you see that name, do you kind of cringe inside because your stomach literally sinks and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to open this. Like you're literally procrastinating opening the message because you're afraid of what it's going to say. That is typically a sign that that client is draining your energy. Maybe it's a matter of the client over communicates and they're constantly pinging you at 11 p.m. at night or 5 a.m. in the morning and it's all day long and it never ends and there's absolutely no boundaries and you've worked really hard to set up strategic boundaries in your business and they're just not respecting them. Another key indicator is the time that you're putting in to the client and their business does not match your compensation. Now, this could be as simple as being really transparent and saying, I would love to take on that additional project. Let me send an updated proposal. Or yes, I would be happy to do that. That's a little bit outside of the scope of hours that you purchased this month. Let me go ahead and outline how long I think it'll take and I'll send you an updated invoice. However, if the client is saying something like, you know what? I need you to take on this additional work, but I need you to figure out how to fit it into the hours that I've already paid you for. That might be a red flag. The third one is, and this is a very important one, you're not being respected. I see this so frequently. It is insane, especially in the online space, because there is something about technology where somebody feels like it is okay to be rude and disrespectful and to spout out demands because they're giving you money for a service. But the thing is, they do not own you and you are a worthy human being that deserves to be respected. So as long as you're operating yourself and your business with the level of respect, you deserve that same back. So if it's a situation where your client is being rude and nasty and not sending nice messages to you and that upsets you, which goes back to the first one, which is draining your energy. That is a really big red flag that says, you know what? This may not be the client for you. And yes, you should probably have a conversation with them beforehand instead of just letting them go saying like, listen, I understand that you are frustrated about X. However, it doesn't feel great when you speak to me in those terms. 
Or can we try a different form of communication or a different review process or asking like, how could we solve this problem so that this doesn't happen again? Things like that. But I've been there where I've done all those things and the person is still firing off nasty messages and nasty emails. And especially because I'm to a point where I now have a team and those messages are not just being seen by myself. I used to be able to just absorb them and shake them off and it was no big deal. Now those messages are going to multiple people and that affects their day. That affects what they think about themselves and their worth and their overall mental health. And that's not okay. The fourth one is that we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but if you are avoiding the client, the workload and what needs to be done, chances are it's not in alignment with what you really want to be doing. I noticed this in myself very early on in my business. At one point, I was offering like kind of like social media management. And if I'm going to be super transparent, like that is not my favorite thing to do. I would much rather be in the creative side of like the strategy and less of the execution of social media management. Now, I love my own social media and I'll hop on Instagram and I'll create a reel and I'll do whatever. But doing that for somebody else just doesn't feel natural to me. So I noticed that those were the things that I was procrastinating when it was just me and I was a virtual assistant. And so I thought to myself, you know what? If I don't really want to do this, I probably shouldn't offer this as a service. And so the clients that had those services, I gave them the option of, hey, listen, this isn't something I'm going to be offering anymore. I can point you in the right direction of somebody else. Or if there's a different service that you're interested in, we can switch over to that. And for the most part, they were totally cool with that. So let's say that you're in a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, Amanda, as you're talking, I can literally picture my client in my mind and I just can't believe that I'm in this situation. We'll call her Karen because like society has deemed Karen as like the worst of the worst. So let's say that you're like, okay, I've got my Karen. I need to let go of Karen. What do I need to do? Because here's the thing. There is nothing wrong with letting go of a client. It's the same thing as like dating and saying, you know what? I don't think we're going to get married. So we're not going to continue to date. That's okay. But how you let go of a client says a lot about you and your business and your reputation. And you want to do it in a way that feels really good to the client that you're letting go of so that If some point down the road, one of your past clients, friends are like, oh, I saw, I'm going to use myself as an example, the virtual assistant studio. I saw that you worked with them. How was your experience? They're going to say it was amazing because you upheld your values and your standards. So here's what you're going to do. Number one, I want you to be kind, but I want you to be straightforward. And you don't have to give all the specifics. You don't have to say, listen, you're not respecting me and my compensation doesn't match my time put into your account and you're draining my energy. And basically like, I just can't even look at you anymore. That is not what we want to do. We want to take a deep breath. We want to detach emotion to it. And we want to say, listen, I'm taking my business in a different direction. I am streamlining my services. Say whatever you want to say, but you want to be straightforward to make it clear that you are offboarding that client. The second thing is you want to give plenty of notice. Now, typically, if you can 
get this in writing. That is going to be the best case scenario. You also want to check and make sure if you have any contracts with the clients that you're obeying the contract. So the contract might outline that you have to give, I don't know, 14 days notice or 30 days notice or whatever it is to the client if you're letting them go and vice versa. So just make sure that you check any legal documents so that you're covered on your end. Again, get it in writing. So I would advised against something like a Slack message or a text message and email is going to feel a little bit more formal. Or if you're feeling confident enough to hop on a phone call and just explain like, hey, I'm streamlining my services. Unfortunately, that means like I won't be able to serve you anymore or I'm niching down or I'm taking on less client load. And I guarantee you the client is going to be completely fine with your decision. And the third piece of that puzzle is you're going to want to create an offboarding plan. So this would be something like a simple Google Doc where you're gathering all logins, any SOPs that you might have created, writing down everything that you do for your for your client inside of their business so that basically they have a blueprint to be able to hand off to the next person. And that leads me into my last point, which is if you have a friend or know somebody online or are part of a community, then offer to recommend that client to somebody else. And that way, at least you're trying to create a replacement for them. Now they can take it or leave it. It's going to be up to them. They're going to hire who they want, but at least offering to do that is going to show that you care and you're not just leaving them in the desk behind and you're not like, okay, I'm dropping you. Bye. See you never. It's really this beautiful process and you're building the relationship so that again, comes back to if at some point in the future, you need a referral from them, they're not going to be like, oh, no, that was the worst experience ever. They are going to sing your praises from the rooftops. So I hope that you are not in this situation. But if you are, here is a really clear roadmap so that you know exactly what you need to do. I remember when I let go of my first client, I think I've actually told this story before on some platform or another, but I was working for a client. I think she was paying me like $15 an hour and I was doing all sorts of stuff for her. Blogs, emails, um, affiliate marketing, social media management. And it was one of those things where she was always arguing over the timesheets that I was submitting. And I was not, I mean, I think she was paying me like, total $120 for the whole month. And I was doing all this stuff for her. And it was one of those situations where every time I got an email from her, I would just cringe inside. And it was so stressful to me. And I got to a certain point where I was like, is this worth $120? Like, is all of this stress worth it? And I remember, of course, you know how it is, like you talk to your mom and your husband and everybody else in the world about it. And then you finally make a decision, even though you knew what the decision was all along. And so, yeah, that's what I did. And then I remember sending her the email and I was so nervous saying like, you know, very well thought out, well written. I had other people look over it to make sure that it didn't feel mean in any way. And I let her go. And when I hit send on that email, oh my gosh, it was like somebody just took an entire house off of my shoulders is what it felt like. And I felt so light and so free. And that opened up space for me to take on a better, higher paying client that was excited to work with me and that valued what I was bringing to their business. And that's what I want you to focus on. Same thing for, let's say a client decides, you know what, this isn't in my budget to work with you anymore. Unfortunately, they're going to have to let you go. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Think about oh my gosh, this is amazing. Now I can go find an even better client and I can take the skills that I've learned and apply it to another business. 
I can charge more because I have experience and I can probably work less because I'm able to charge more. So as the old saying is, when one door closes, another door opens. I truly believe that to my core. I hope that this roadmap was helpful for you. If it was, will you do me a favor, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways. And if you're struggling with this, send me a DM and we can chat about it. I am always here to help support you and cheer you on. Okay, friends, I will see you guys on Thursday for another guest episode. Get ready. It's going to be a good one. You just finished another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram, and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.